You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. I mean, stop, Seager! Toss on up the first, in time to get seven! Three-run homer, Robinson can off the lefty specialist, Fernando Abad, and the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye, baseball! Straight away, center field, Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven, scored his innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Yes, welcome back, Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Thanks for being here once again, and we have big fun to talk about as the Mariners. What a road trip. We're going to talk about the game last night, and I guess yesterday, not last night. Yesterday afternoon, as the Mariners beat the Astros, they win the series, and coming home for a four against the Yankees. So, a lot to talk about. Kevin Martinez is going to join us. He will preview the homestand, long homestand, Yankees for four, Red Sox for three, Mets for three. So he'll be here to talk about what is coming up. Great conversation with Casey Kandel on the way as well. Tomorrow we're going to hook up with Mark Simon of ESPN, always one of the best. And he's going to give us a close look at the Yankees. Uh, so there'll be one game in the books by the time we get to the conversation, but it will be well worth it. Conversations with uh, Mark Simon always are. We'll go in depth on some stats as well, some defense, and a lot to talk about. So he's going to join us on the podcast tomorrow. At Mariners Pod on Twitter, at Gary Hill Jr. on Twitter. You can find the podcast uh, all over the place iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. Google Play, maybe more. I can't remember. I think that's it. If you need it anywhere else, just let me know. I can usually get it uh, get it playing just about everywhere. So, okay, now that that's taken care of, this was quite a trip. Mariners 5-1 and one on the trip. They've won six of their past seven games. And now one and a half games back of the Yankees for the second wild card with four games starting tonight at Safeco Field against New York. So a big four ball games. Before we talk about those, though, let's dive into the game yesterday. It was an outstanding ball game in a lot of ways. It had everything. The pitching was outstanding. James Paxton was lights out. The defense was fantastic. Came up with some very timely plays. And enough hitting along the way to get it done and take two of three from the Astros, which is easier said than done. Houston having a tremendous season, obviously. Mariners now back at 500 at 48 and 48. But it was along the lines of every game on this trip. The Mariners fell behind early. Astros with a run in the third to take the first lead of the ball game. Morton on the hill for Houston, and he was pitching well. Mariners, though, able to break through in the fourth inning. Segura would single to center field, of course. He always seems to be on base. And then Gamble going yard, two-run blast. The pitch, one on, well-hit ball. Deep down the right field line, going and going. Goodbye baseball, Ben Gamble with his fifth home run of the season. 
has given the Mariners a 2-1 lead here in the top of the fourth inning with Gene Segura aboard. So that gave the Mariners 2-1 lead in the fourth inning. Neither team scored in the fifth. The Mariners would get one more in the sixth inning, playing a little add-on as Cano grounds into a fielder's choice to bring home a run in the sixth. And then in the seventh, they would add one more run, this time Mike Zanino coming through big. Pitch to Zanino, swung on, driven down the left field line. It's going to get down. It's a fair ball. Valencia touches third. He's going to score easily. Zanino digging for second. He'll get there standing up. RBI double Mike Zanino, a 4-1 Mariner lead here in the seventh. But really, this story was James Paxton, who was lights out. The windup delivers, swing, and a miss by Marisnik for strike three. That is strikeout number five for James Paxton. Marisnik is gone, and so are the Astros here in the bottom of the fifth inning. And a pitch to Marisnik. Swung on and missed. A breaking ball and a beauty. Struck him out. Strikeout number seven. And Big Pax has gotten it done today. He was outstanding in the ball game. Defense uh, was very good as well. In the eighth inning, Nick Vincent comes on. Springer would lead off with a single to shortstop. Altuve would single to left, but then a magnificent play, which, I mean, this is play of the ball game. Heredia, and we've talked about Heredia, how good he has been. He's been plus at all three positions this year. This was an amazing play to cut down what could have been a Houston rally. Springer lead. Here's the pitch. Swung on. Well hit ball deep to left field. This one is going to be off the wall. Right to Heredia. Springer to third. The throw to Kyle Seager and out at third is Springer. The throw to second. Safe at second. Altuve. Holy smokes. What a throw by Guillermo Heredia. Altuve with a double off the out-of-town scoreboard and straightaway left field. The ball came right back to Heredia. Springer was trying to go from first to third, and Heredia threw a strike, and I mean a strike right to Kyle Seager at third base on the fly. Seager reaching down with a tag on Springer, and there's one away. What a great throw by Heredia. And then... Another man reaches thanks to a throwing error. So the tying run comes to the plate and Beltron. The Mariners turn him around. Zepchinski comes on, and he finishes off the eighth inning. The one-two pitch on the way to Beltron. Swing and a miss. Strike three, and the inning is over. Mark Zepchinski strikes out Carlos Beltron, and that will retire the side. The bullpen was outstanding on this trip. A lot of high-leverage situations through this entire trip. Every game was close. Diaz comes on in the ninth inning. He closes out another save. (laughs) Four days in a row, four saves in a row, gets a day off, right back at work. Then he closes out another one. So he gets it done, and the Mariners get the win. Paxton, seven innings, six hits, one run, one walk, and seven punch-outs. It's amazing what he has done against Houston this year. Paxton has a 0-4-5 ERA against the Astros. They are batting 171 against him. 20 innings, 12 hits, one run, four walks, 20 strikeouts. For comparison, so 0-4-5 ERA and three starts against Houston. The rest of baseball against the Astros, a 5-5-0 ERA. How about batting average? 171. The rest of baseball hit a... uh, the Astros are hitting 291 against the rest of baseball. 291. 
unbelievable. A high-powered offense that Paxton has just shut down three times this year. What the skipper think? Let's find out. Pax was outstanding today. It's exactly what the doctor ordered. Um, you know, he was on top of his game. And really the first time, you started to see a little bit of his cutter come into play here last outing, and today it did. Came into play big time. He threw some, some really good ones down, you know, back foot to the right-handed hitters and, and you know, was something to get them off of it, uh, the fastball and stuff. So, again, a really good road trip by our ball club. You know, we talked about some things coming out of the break, where we needed to get to and how we were going to get there, and then the guys have responded. Our offense has been pretty consistent. Uh, the pitching, though, is, is uh, in this series uh, was big. A bullpen, again, continues to do the job. Got a little dicey there in the eighth, but, uh, you know, the guys have been stretched. Uh, we, we've asked a lot of them just pitching as many days as they have. Uh, but, you know, they all want the ball. They all want to be part of it, and, you know, we're getting it done right now. Heredia? Yeah, that play of the game. Uh, you know, Heredia, the ball off the wall. He has a tremendous throwing arm, and I think not just the velocity. Guys, A lot of guys in this league could throw it hard from the outfield, but he's so accurate. And that's what really is the separator. So, uh, again, big double by him today, scoring a run. But the play, uh, the carom off the wall and the throw to third base, that was the play of the game. You know, that wall gives a lot of visiting players trouble. I mean, is this a little confidence to go over there and play that ball the way you played it and know where you need to be? It was really the only way he could. I mean, the ball was hit so hard uh, by Altuve. And, and we got a fortune to bounce off it. That ball can bounce any uh, different direction. But, uh, you know, our guys are out there early. They're working it and BP and stuff like that. But you need a little luck, and the ball came back to him. He handled it perfectly. And, again, the accuracy of the throw is what, what made the play. Bullpen showed, I mean, not only good work, but a little bit of adversity in game one and game three and three and able to battle through it. And that's as important as anything, I would imagine. Oh, no doubt. You know, I think, you know, asking a lot of those guys, if, you know, some of these guys five out of six days have been out there, you know, Vincent and, and Diaz and, you know, the, the air in the inning and here you, you start thinking, okay, here we go again. You can kind of see the momentum starting to come their way. But, uh, you know, I think we pitch at a time. You know, the big out, obviously, uh, was, was getting Gaddis out. And then uh, Zepp did a nice job flipping uh, Beltron around and, and executing some pitches there. So uh, everybody contributing. That's what it's going to take. That's what it was uh, about this road trip. And, uh, you know, we've got a fun homestand coming up. Guys are looking forward to it. Okay, you won this game today without your big three guys who have to do everything. It seems like you know that diversity of your lineup is showing a little bit more, too. I think we've seen that throughout the year. Um, the, the young guys at the bottom, uh, at the top, you know, what Ben Gamble's done, Heredia chipping in, Zanino big hit today. It's what it takes. That's what the good ball clubs have. It's, it's a one through nine, and, you know, those guys in the middle can't do it every day. Uh, they get pitched pretty tough, um, and it's hard to be on top of it all the time, and that's why everybody's got to contribute. And uh, it's been fun to watch. Uh, we've got a lot of fun baseball ahead of us. How about just one of the series here? These guys have been tough on you. They're a good team. There's a reason they, they, they have the record they have. They're very balanced. Uh, they go to the bullpen. They're starting pitching's outstanding. They can score runs. They put pressure on you. They can do a lot of things, but I think we've – get to the point we've played them so much down here and that's it with all the interdivisional games and you kind of get you know they know what we can do we understand what they can do and you know you just keep things in perspective and try to play your game and that's what i think we did here the last three days this guy you guys kind of went out and won them you didn't get they didn't give them to you and i had to win them here no doubt you know i thought we were uh, we ran the bases much better uh, we did the little things better um, and that sometimes has gotten away from us and it costs you or allows the other team to get back into a game and um, today we, we did a nice job with it, and you know I think the competitiveness of our ball club, really fun to see it come together. Uh, you can hear it's a different tone in our dugout. Um, you know the guys feel it; they know we're we're playing good baseball and we're playing the baseball we're capable. And now it's just finishing off games and keeping it rolling. Well, there it is, 
And what was incredible, mention the bullpen there, 22 and third and a third innings on this trip, four runs allowed, 26 strikeouts. And again, a lot of high leverage innings, a lot of close ball games. They got it done. This is the 10th time against the Astros this year a pitcher has gone seven plus while allowing one earned run or fewer. Only one pitcher has done it more than once, James Paxton. He's done it twice now to the Houston Astros. What did he do? Well, let's hear from Mike Zanino. He had the big hit in the ball game, but he also talked about how good James Paxton was. The best his curveball cutter's been um, combined in one outing. Um, I thought his fastball command was great. He was able to throw a little bit of a two-seam to, to keep the fastball off the barrel. I mean, uh, it's not an easy lineup to throw to. So uh, for him to do that, go through seven, only give up one was huge. And then uh, another great job by our bullpen today. Mike, he's given up one run in 20 innings against that lineup. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's one of those things where, I mean, he's, he's obviously got swing and miss stuff, and they're, they're a free-swinging team. Uh, there's a couple times in some at-bats where it looked like some guys were just taking to just sort of see if he could throw strikes, and uh, they ended up one, one ended up walking. But, uh, you mean, it's one of those things. They're going to be swinging, and he's got enough stuff to miss bats, and, uh, you mean, it's, it's a good combination against those guys. So this Christmas, you've seen some Yeah, I thought he looked really good. It's one of those things, too, where, I mean, been a couple times where he's been able to come in, thrown a little bit more as of late, so he's starting to feel good. And, uh, I mean, it's nice to be able to use everyone in those spots. What do you say about this bullpen ever since the break? I mean, it's, it's not just automatic, too. There have been some games of adversity and having to fight through things. And yeah, I mean, that, that's sort of been the, the unsung hero of the, the first games back from this break, you know. I mean, these guys, especially the back half of those bullpen, I mean, they they really have thrown, I mean, what, five out of six days, most of those guys. And uh, I think a lot goes to say, too, about you mean, the job Pagan's done, the job Yo's done, to sort of keep those guys fresh and, and throw those hard innings if we're not in a ball game. But, I mean, that's just what the bullpen is. Everyone's picking up one another and really helped us out. The consistency with Diaz, what has been the key to that? I think, I mean, the more he throws, the better he seems to get. Now, I think he's learned his mechanics, sort of his, his mindset's in a good place. He knows when he attacks guys that that uh, success is going to come. And I think he's trusting himself more and uh, just throwing strikes and attacking guys. You've got 10 games Yeah, and you know what August is going to be like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've we got a lot of games against guys in front of us in the wild card. And, you I mean, obviously it's one of those things we're taking it one game at a time, but we know how important they are. And uh, I think guys are doing that putting everything on the line every game and uh, I think one game at a time is really gonna you know, I mean help us get through these these stretches one game at a time well let's talk about one game coming up tonight against the Yankees first let's hear from James Paxton why not who is outstanding in this one just uh you know it's feeling good you know we've been kind of weren't using it for a little while there and uh kind of got back to using it and now we're getting it where we want to get it in the strike zone and so that allows us to use it more. James, how much do you need that against right-handers with that cutter? It's a big pitch, you know, because it's the one that looks like the fastball. So uh, they see fastball when it's coming in and swing over the top or grounded to the secret third. That's a, that's a big lineup over there. Like, take, take two out of three here and kind of shut them down at the end. Yeah, that's huge. You know, this was a big series for us to come out and a big road trip. You know, we win five out of six. That's awesome coming out of the break. And just got to keep it going here and keep ourselves in this race. James, how different is it right now? You had that break, and now everybody's kind of looking forward to be able to put everything behind you after that. Is that something you see? Yeah, club? everyone's fired up. You know, we're all ready to uh, fight for uh, fight for this season. We all believe that we can do that and uh, be right there in the end. 
As Mike was saying, you put that cutter in your pocket for a start or two, basically. What were you doing in that pen to try and find it? You just said, he said it didn't feel right and you didn't want to use it. What was kind of thinking? Yeah, uh, you know, we just got the change-up going those times uh, versus the uh, the cutter. And, uh, you know, I think versus these two clubs we've faced the past few times out, the cutter was a better pitch uh, to them versus the change-up. Um, and just working on the pen and uh, trying to get it to that kind of back foot spot that I want to get it to. All right, so there it is. Mariners win 4-1 to one over the Astros. They take the series. They win all but one on this road trip and now come home and they face the Yankees. Yankees 48-45. and 45. They hold the second wild card. The Mariners one and a half back of New York. They still have to leap over Minnesota too. Minnesota just a half game back of the Yankees. But the Mariners one and a half back of New York and they will play them four times over the next four days. Here's what the pitching matchups look like. Felix Hernandez will go. Happy Felix Day tonight. Five and three, a four two zero ERA. He has made a tradition of pitching well against the Yankees. Last time he saw them last year, went five innings, gave up one run, fanned four. That was a while ago, though. We're talking April sixteenth last year. A time before that, it was July nineteenth of two thousand fifteen. Went six. Allowed one earned run. And one of his best career starts against the Yankees in 2012 went the distance. Two hits, a two-hitter, no runs, a couple walks, and six punch-outs. So Felix will face the New York Yankees. Mariners are going to see a very hard thrower in return. Luis Severino, 5-4 and four with a 3-4-0 ERA. No starter throws harder than Severino. His fastball averages 97 miles per hour. Unbelievable. Derek Cole's second on the list at 96. Then it goes down from there. Michael Fulmer, Strasburg. But no one throws harder. 97. His slider at 88 miles per hour. He's got got some raw ability that the Mariners left to deal with. And he was great his last time out in Boston. Went seven, allowed four hits and a run. Two walks, six strikeouts. Time before that against the Brewers, seven innings, three earned runs, fanned ten. He's gotten a double-digit punch outs four different times this season. At times, he has really flashed some brilliance. Uh, So it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one. This is a good matchup, Severino against Felix in game one of the series. Andrew Moore will get the call in Game 2 on Friday. CC Sabathia will take the turn. Miranda on Saturday against Tanaka. And then Gavilio on Sunday is scheduled to get the call. So that's how things shape up. And again, we'll dive more into the rest of the series coming up on the podcast tomorrow. Some things generally about the Yankees. They were blistering hot to start the season. It was a great start to the season for New York. In fact... To June 11th, they had the second-best record in the American League. The Astros 44-20 and 20 at that point. The Yankees were 37-23. and 23. And no team had scored as many runs in baseball as the Yankees had scored at that point. 353 runs. Not even the Astros had scored that many at that point of the season. But it has been a different story since then. After June 11th, 
The Yankees now have the worst record in baseball at 11-21, and 21, not scoring nearly as, as many runs. 143 runs scored since then, and they've allowed 157. So during that time frame, uh, generally middle of the pack and runs allowed, but runs scored and uh, compared to where they were, just not even close. So not playing at the same high level at all that they were early on in the season. It's also going to be interesting to watch Aaron Judge in this series. He has had a ridiculous season. His numbers are totally out of control, but he's had some struggles. Played yesterday off the bench, came in as a pinch hitter, and went 0-for-1 in the ball game. He's 3-for-26, no extra base hits since the All-Star break. 34 at-bat homerless streak, so... I guess if you're looking at it from a Mariners perspective, maybe he's slumping or he's due. So you can look at it one of the two ways. But there's just no way he would be able to keep that same pace in the first half because it was it's off the charts. I mean, he's leading in home runs 30 this year. He's walked 66 times, betting 313, a 434 on base percentage. That's best. 647 slugging. That's best. Uh, 1.082 OPS, that's best. I mean, he is just crushing the ball. What's most interesting, he was a safe go field last year in a Yankees uniform. His numbers last year, though, in 84 at-bats, he fanned 42 times, exactly half. Batted 179, but he's just he flipped it completely. I mean, completely, and he's just mashing the ball this year. I mean, it was inevitable he would slow down because that pace is just not sustainable. He was so good. And we'll see if uh, the Mariners can keep his back quiet. That's going to be a key in this series. If they can try and keep him quiet a little bit, Mariners have a chance to have some success against the Yankees in this series. Now, one of the differences for New York, they just completed the trade with the White Sox, and they have made – games short that's what this trade has done we already know about the back end of their bullpen Batonsis is back there although he hasn't been as invincible this year still 59 punch outs in 31 in the third innings 287 ERA Chapman again hasn't been as dominant 342 ERA still 35 strikeouts in 23 and two-thirds uh, they haven't been as dominant at the same time, you wouldn't want to have to face those guys trailing in a ball game. They've added Robertson to the mix. The White Sox closer has had a very nice year. Basically, I mean, they, they have a chance with a lead to really make it a five, six-inning ball game. Yankees a team now you want to jump on the starter. You want to get ahead early in a ball game. Starting pitching has been inconsistent for the most part. Tanaka has been better as of late. Again, we'll dive into this more coming up but overall has struggled this season at ERA near five and a half. Pineda has had Tommy John, so he's lost for the season. Sabathia, three and a half ERA. He's had a nice bounce back. Severino has been their best starter so far this year. So this is going to be a really fun series. I hope Safeco is packed. It should be a lot of fun as the Mariners try and chase down the Yankees. I mean, think about that after this four-game series. Who knows? Mariners could be the team holding the second wild card. Fun stuff. Hope to see you at the yard.
coming up this weekend. Again, 7-10 first pitch tonight. Right now, fun conversation, Shannon Dreyer with Casey Candell. Earlier today, I caught up with first base coach Casey Gandale to talk a little base running. The skippers talked about things that you guys wanted to do with the base running in the second half, and that is an area where you kind of figure in, and we saw Kyle Seeger doing some spectacular yes, base running the, on game one in here and saying that he had a little conversation about you about with wanting to run more after yeah. he saw how effective he was yeah. in game one. Yeah, he thought he was invisible, but I said, you're not invisible. There's three rules of base running. You're, you can't, you run as fast as you can all the time. Um, you can't outrun the ball. And you're not invisible. But uh, Kyle told me that the next day he was invisible. He was feeling invisible on the bases, so he wanted to steal some bags. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, um, you know, base running is so important because, um, number one, you do it for your teammates. And, um, number two, it can affect the outcome of a game if you do it correctly. I mean, um, it's just basically, um, you know, looking at the game in, in terms of, you know, I'm not, I don't want to get to the next base, but I want to get to the base in front of that and just putting pressure on the team to make plays. So it's just, it's just, it just changes the dynamic so much when you uh, put pressure on the defense and, and they know that you're going to be running the bases hard and they have to be aware of that. What are some of the obstacles? I know it has been a focus, and I know that it's still an area. You look at the numbers right now, and this team struggled with that yeah. at the beginning of the year, well, the first half. Uh, speed. Speed. I mean, you know, <laughs> we, we, we have improved on our speed, but I, I think it's just making a conscious effort to focus on it. Um, and, and, you know, base running is really a lot about thinking ahead and thinking about the situation. Um, I know, like, we have stressed it, and sometimes – as players, you try and do too much. You know, you try and take that extra base. Maybe when it's a little, you know, a little sketchy to do so. It's just, it's just um, understanding your your limitations and, and parameters, and then taking it in into the game and, and putting it into work and, and, and doing it. And it's one of the more controllables in the game. And Scott right. said to that end, uh, there's an awareness, and you guys are doing something in the everyday meetings with yeah. that right now. Yeah, you're just showing, uh, you know, the the well, basically it's the good, bad, and the ugly. And it could be of, a, of, of either team. So, hmm. you know, um, hopefully all of our videos are of our players doing the good things, and the uh, bad and the ugly are the other team. But, uh, you know, it's just making making uh, players aware of what's going on. And, and, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's not a, a negative thing. It's 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 kind of looking at, at somewhere maybe, hey, maybe we can improve in this and improve in, in our thought process and what we're doing and, and how we're approaching the game in that area of it. You know, check the outfield, check the infield where they're playing, just give you a better idea of, of you know, if you could advance to the next base wherever the ball is hit. All right, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you because you spent so much time here, but obviously these uh, Houston Astros fans have got a big day coming up with uh, the Hall of Fame inductions coming up. What do you remember about a young Jeff Bagwell? No, he's you know, a pretty good player. Um, you know, he's, he's one of my best friends in the game and, and continues to be a, a, you know, a great friend uh, you know, after we've been done playing. But, but just, I mean, and you talk about, you know, base running and, and he did it right. He, you know, was a guy who could steal bases, ran the bases very well. You know, um, took it as a very important part of the, of you know, the the entire game. And and you run the bases for your teammates essentially. I mean, you know, if you you, you get on base and you, your thought process is be I'm scoring a run for my teammate to get him an RBI and to help the team obviously. But really, you know, his his view was hey. 
you know, I'm out here and my job is not done. And yeah, I got on base, but uh, my, my, my objective is just to touch home plate. So he played the game properly and, and, and you know, with a guy that hit that many home runs, drove in that many runs, and, and was such a great player, add that to the mix, and it just makes for such a well-rounded player and a, and a great individual. You know, I love him a lot. I'm so proud of him and so happy for him. And, and um, you know, we went out to breakfast this morning, and I told him, you know, hey, when you're when you're there, you better mention me. Or I'm... <laughs> what should he say about you? Well, that I be- Are you writing I be- the speech? I belong in the Hall of Average. <laughs> <laughs> Are you working on that? Have we got a yeah, place for you? Well, I, I'm going to start my own little thing. There's the Hall of Fame and the Hall of Average, and I'm going to be the founding member of the Hall of Average. <laughs> And um, I, I may be the only member, but I, I can tell anybody who I want what I feel the best average players in the game ever were. And I'm number one. I set the uh, credentials of what, what it takes to get into it. doesn't take much, but... <laughs> and I think we decided there's not going to be a permanent home. It's going to be more of a traveling yeah, Winnebago show. It's a traveling Winnebago show. Okay. You could come in and, and look at um, stuff that average players use, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> I don't know old old shoes. You don't get the top notch stuff, but uh, you know it's kind of cool. All the hats are really old and dirty and uniforms. All right, <laughs> something coming to a town near you soon. We're all looking forward to it. Casey, I thought you were a little too serious there for too long. Good to see you back. All right, thank you, Shannon. I appreciate it. And here's Kevin Martinez with the preview of the homestand. We have an epic homestand coming up at Safeco Field that includes some fireworks as uh, we are joined now on the phone by the one and only Kevin Martinez. Uh, My pleasure, Aaron. Happy to be here. I know you're working hard at Safeco Field right now. You're calling us from your uh, office, I'm sure, no doubt about it. Uh, Kevin, this is... uh, Mariners, uh, have they got a lot coming up. Uh, three more games uh, on this road trip after today in Houston. But then the Yankees are coming to town, Kevin, a four-game series. And that's going to be a big one both on the field and also around the ballpark, it sounds like. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, really an incredible homestand with the Yankees, Red Sox, and Mets. And uh, the four games with the Yankees, Aaron, we're, you know, we're encouraging everybody to arrive at the ballpark early for all four games. It's really almost like an all-star game encore. And if you think of batting practice at Safeco Field with the likes of Robbie Cano, Nelson Cruz, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez. Before the game even starts, should be a lot of fun for the fans out in the uh, outfield with uh, balls flying all over the place. So get to the ballpark early to avoid any long lines. Um, and like you said, we've got some great things planned, starting with a, a fantastic T-shirt giveaway on uh, Friday night. And then uh, Saturday, we've got a, the, the always popular Fedora giveaway, courtesy of EQC. And then on Sunday... We're giving away a wonderful new children's book about Felix Hernandez to all kids 14 and under, and that's courtesy of Comcast. And after the game, always fun. All the kids can come down on the bases uh, and run around the bases. So really four action-packed games uh, to kick off what, uh, as you referred to be, an epic homestand. I think that's the only way to describe it, Kevin. Uh, It sounds like you're in agreement there, which is always good to hear. Uh, So, yeah, this big four-game series against the Yankees, and then, uh, the epic homestand continues. Red Sox will be in town a day off the Mets for a couple of days, some interleague play, and uh, we already heard uh, KP singing some fireworks. I know that's coming up at the ballpark as well. Yeah, that's Friday night, uh, July 28th, the sing-along fireworks version. We uh, created this a few years ago, and it's been real popular with the fans, a real interactive show. And right now we've got a, a terrific ticket special for that game uh, where fans can get a $17 view-level seat, all they have to do is go to mariners.com slash 
summer 17 that's slash summer 17 uh, that offers good through tomorrow night so encourage everybody to to hop online and pick up some tickets to that show uh, again that's friday july 28th saturday as part of the 40th anniversary this this is really one one of my favorite giveaways of the year we're giving away uh, a replica uss mariner to the first 15,000 fans and you might remember that's the boat that sat atop the kingdom uh, outfield wall and a cannon would shoot off uh, during the 1980s every time a Mariners player hit a home run. So this is a really cool collectible, and uh, real excited about that giveaway on uh, Saturday the 29th. And then the homestand concludes on Sunday, July 30th with Aaron. I know your favorite, the Mariners fidget spinner giveaway to all of this. So <laughs> lots, going, lots going on uh, this homestand, and uh, we're really excited about it. Uh, the, the team's playing great baseball, and it's uh, setting up for a fun second half. And our minute left here with Kevin Martinez at the front office. If I could make a suggestion, I would say on Saturday, sure. Kevin, and you guys, you know, you guys are the pros when it comes to this. I'm just a spectator. I would say with every uh, Mariners home run on Saturday, a cannon sound effect could uh, oh. bellow throughout the ballpark. I mean, what do you think? I like it. Do you? I, genius. Genius. And maybe we, we, yeah, that's great. I like it. The cannon sound effect. Put it down. I think, it's happening. It would probably startle some people. As long as it's not also a bark in the park night, I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> I think we're good. You know, we've had to cut back the fireworks on the park in the park. So I hear. Now, so. so I yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I like the cannon idea. Wonderful touch. And maybe there'll be a little little animation on the scoreboard. Uh, you've done it again, Mr. Goldstein. Well, you've this is a magical program, Kevin. See you later! Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.